Floor behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fix it radio. And it is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560, snowy February the 10th live show today. So if you're out and about, be careful. Roads are easy though to be honest with you it's more the people around you you have to be careful of versus anything else if you're listening to a replay show I have no idea what the weather will be like then but of late we've had weekend storms and the weeks have been pretty nice which i'll take i know typically you like nice weekends but when it comes to driving in this and traffic and everything else i'll take the weekends all day long especially this time of the year where it may not be that warm anyways although we're pretty warm in between these snowstorms so we'll talk about Potentially some of that today. Also want to talk about, because a lot of folks today, with it being snowy, and it just happens, people buy used items. Sell them, buy them, whatever the case. So I don't normally do a question of the day on Fix It Radio, but I thought I'd throw one out today. What's the best either Facebook marketplace, Craigslist, garage sale find that you've ever had? 303-477-5600 is our phone number. You can also text us that answer, 307-200-8222. What is the best find at a garage sale, Facebook marketplace, which really has overtaken Craigslist anymore? I get a lot of questions on that, and maybe I should take a moment on that as well. A lot of people ask, you know, if I'm going to sell such and such, where do I go? Craigslist is pretty much dead. In fact, I can't remember, Charlie, who bought Craigslist years ago, but whoever did, it that was a bad investment as far as I'm concerned. Facebook has definitely overtaken Craigslist when it comes to buying things. I think due in part because Facebook's easier, a little more localized. There are still scammers on it that you have to be careful of. I could... Talk about that, and if you ever feel like there's something that you may be getting scammed on, by all means, send me the listing. I can pretty much tell you by reading a listing whether or not it's a scam or not, especially when it comes to cars, cars and tools. Not too hard to figure out you know, whether it's legit or if it's a scam. So if you ever have a question along those lines and you want to know, please, by all means, you know, ask me, send me that link, text me or email, either way. Fixitradio.com is the website, by the way. You can go there, send an email, whatever you want to do. And, and I'll answer that back. I want to help protect you when it comes to being safe on the Internet. Maybe that's the best way for me to say that. And when it comes to being safe on the Internet, there are certain things you need to know before you get into things. And... Just a few tips, especially since we're going to talk about, you know, I've got an article out of FamilyHandyMan.com, what not to sell or buy at a garage sale. You could apply that to Facebook or Craigslist as well. I'll get to some of those items in a moment. But several things that you need to remember when it comes to either buying, but more selling on those platforms. Number one, if you're selling something, unless you're really Familiar with how all of this works and so on, cash only. I wouldn't Venmo, I wouldn't do anything, it's greenbacks. 
bring the cash. Or I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with it. Now, again, as you get maybe a little more seasoned and you know a little about it and you know how to decipher one you know, buyer from another, okay, that might be different for you. But in general, I would only do cash, even though most people don't have that. When it comes to car sales especially, cash or cashier's check at the bank where you can watch all of it happening at that time. Do not let them bring you a cashier's check. You go meet at the bank and get a cashier's check then and there. Also, when you're going to sell an item, do the transfer at a very well-lit parking lot or preferably a police station. And most police stations have areas where you can actually make these transactions happen, and it's safe, and that's the only way that I would do that. Don't meet someone in, you know, again, some dark alley and really having them not come to your home is your best option. I know there's situations where, you're not going to have much choice, but I avoid that if you can. And then lastly, just be extremely careful. You know, the information you're putting up, what's in the picture, who's in the picture, what's behind the picture, all those sorts of things. You know, you don't want to give any criminals any idea of what potentially they might find if they were to find you and that item. So, you know, for, I mean, not that anybody would have this, but, you know, you don't want some you don't want some, oh, eBay, thank you, Charlie, bought Craigslist in 2004, uh, 25%, 25% of it, bad. Oh, Craig still owns the rest, eBay owns 25%, and I don't know that bad investment on eBay's part. Maybe maybe not back in 04. maybe they made enough you know, through the years to make their investment back, but Craigslist is almost dead. I know there are some people that use it, I don't. I can't even tell you the last time I looked at Craigslist, it's been that long years. And yes, I've got a much better memory than Joe Biden, but I still can't remember the last time I used Craigslist. Several years. Again, Facebook Marketplace has taken over for that. But again, even when you're taking pictures of items, be careful of what's behind it. You know, for example, you're taking a picture of an item and maybe it's in front of your garage. You've got a nice classic car in the background. Don't do that. Take that item away from that area and don't show that car. I would even show the front of your house if you can avoid it. Be careful what's in that picture, what's behind it that people could pick up on and say, oh, wow, there's a, there's a lot of other good stuff here. I think we'll just go pay a visit. So be careful with all those things. If you're taking a picture of your car, keep the license number out of it, of course. Now, you are most likely going to have to put a VIN number and do some things along those lines, but that's different than a license number, and that's okay to do. So at the end of the day, just be extremely careful online. I, should, I didn't even want to say still. Now more than ever, there are more and more scammers on there. I mean, people that will want to send you money, you give them a portion back, that money ends up not being good, and you're out whatever the money was you sent back. Those, those scams are still out there. They still exist. So be very, very careful when you're buying things online. And again, if you've ever got a question on something, by all means, ask me. A lot of you of late, and I know this is more for drive radio than it is fix-it radio, but it applies. Uh, I've had several of you lately asking for help on buying cars. I charge zero to help you. There are a lot of folks out there that you have quote-unquote buying services. You see them all over social media, all the different platforms. There's people out there that offer those services. They will charge you a fee to help you buy a car, I don't. And some of you can attest to 
how much I will save you in not buying the wrong car and helping you through that process to where you're not paying a bunch of inflated fees and things that the dealer's trying to throw at you. I had several of those here in the last couple of weeks. I think I've had three in the last two weeks I've helped with car purchases. And in some cases, I can take one look at a car ad and say, nope, move on. Don't buy that vehicle. Or they'll send me the deal sheet, and on the deal sheet, there's five grand worth of add-ons by the dealer. Nope, either those come off or don't buy the car. I mean, stupid add-ons, things that these guys are just adding in, you know, extended service contracts and, you know, ceramic coating this and that. And and, and we talked to Roy last week from ProTech. He's my sponsor on Drive Radio. And, and most of those are gimmicks. Unless you're doing it correctly, it's all a gimmick. So don't buy all of those extra things. That's Again, that's more for Drive Radio, but it applies to what we're talking about here as well. Just be, you know, buyer beware. And always remember, as the buyer, you're in control. You don't have to buy the product. You can move on. And as I've always said, and this isn't always easy to do, but if you can do it, it's always best and you'll save the most money. Buy things when you don't need them, not when you do. Especially when it comes to cars. If you plan ahead and buy logically... You always save the most money over when you have to go out and buy something. When you have to buy something, you'll always spend more money than you should. And you get kind of caught up in that frenzy of buying. So always be careful. Don't buy unless you, you know, try to not buy in an emergency basis. You know, buy when you don't have to. And I know that's not always easy to do. Now, a lot of you also will peruse around, you know, Facebook. Again, I mentioned Craigslist garage sales, eBay even, which, by the way, eBay is pretty safe. There's certain items that you, know, you, you can't find anywhere else because it's cross-country. That's where eBay comes in handy. And eBay's for the most part, pretty safe. Now, when it comes to eBay, most of you probably already know this, you need a PayPal account really to buy through eBay. That's the best way to do it. PayPal gives you some protection that you're not going to get elsewhere. And I would highly recommend that if you buy something on eBay, you use PayPal. Didn't used to be that way, but they've gotten a lot better of late. And if you have any kind of a dispute, you can take that right to PayPal and get that handled. So be very careful online with what you're buying. Watch for the scams. Don't fall prey to those things that are out there because there's still a ton of them out there. And there are people literally that are trying to reach into your pocket on a routine basis and extract money that it's not rightfully theirs. And just be extremely, extremely careful and watch for those signs where it just might seem a little bit sketchy, and if it is, you know, it's an old saying, if it, seems, if it seems to not be right, it probably isn't. Joe, what's going on, sir? John, two things. Uh, I want to go back to last week about home warranties, but first, a little home thing. If you have a really good chair with one of, you know, that, with an adjustable height and yeah. it's starting to sl- slip, for 22 bucks, you can buy a new chair cylinder and change Yeah, a new up. piston, basically. A new piston. Yeah. It's 22 bucks. Um, it's just a press fit, uh, and there's a bunch of videos um, if you don't have a pipe wrench, I mean, one shows you how to just tap it out with a hammer. Another says you can just give it a quarter twist with a pipe wrench. Or if you want to spend the extra 10 bucks, they sell you two rings, one of which acts like a jack a screw, a jack screw to, to pop it out. Nice. But it, it's just a press fit. But uh, the, the bare piston itself is, is 22 bucks. So Especially if you've got a really nice chair, definitely do that. Which I do. I've got a $200 leather chair that's uh, six years old, but it was starting to, to sink on me as you as you sat in it and... 
and you know, two hundred dollar chair, and you know, for twenty two bucks, you put a new piston in. Uh, yeah, nice. So anyway, so let's go back to home warranties. A couple of points. First, if people think they're going to get a new water heater or a new furnace, you'll never get a new water heater, nope. a new furnace. That's right. Because the only time a furnace, a water heater fails is when the tank, inner tank starts to leak on the floor, and that's corrosion, and corrosion is excluded. Same thing with a furnace. The only thing that makes you, that forces you to replace a furnace is if the heat exchanger fails. And if the heat exchanger fails, guess what? The cause of failed heat exchangers are corrosion. Yeah. Not, in other words, neglect or lack of maintenance or whatever they'll, they'll throw at you, bottom line is they're not going to replace it. Well, again, the only way, the only reason heat, ex- which, again, everything else in the furnace, the blower motor, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. spark, you know, the, right. the spark igniter with a glow plug, all of that stuff is nickel and I say nickel and dime. It's, you know, they're $200 repairs. Uh, but anything other than blower motors and, and uh, glow plugs and spark igniters, uh, the, the only thing that's going to fail in the furnace that's going to make you have to replace it is a heat exchanger. Yeah, good cover. point. And when the heat exchanger fails, it is always from corrosion. Yeah, good point. So, so you'll never get a new furnace. You'll never get a new water heater. Um, by the way, water heater, there's only like two things can fail. One is the thermocouple, which is a $20 item. And the other is the gas valve, which rarely fails. In right. Fact, the gas valves. So and the rest of it's the heater itself. And to your point again, if that goes bad, they're not going to give you that. Well, even if you have an electric water heater, which few people don't, even that, you can go to Home Depot and get a new element, and it just unscrews with a wrench. I mean, you can replace the yep. the uh, the heating element for twenty bucks. Yeah, and and I, Joe, I don't have any idea what these things cost on a monthly basis. I've never had one. Will never have one. But I'm guessing they're minimum of probably what 100 and a quarter 150 a month oh at least and then of course it, typically you have a deductible oh that's true that's, too good point um you know so when somebody comes yep. you've got a, so if i had an electric water heater which i don't i had one in my barn in, in uh, Colorado, right but right you know i failed i failed uh, there were two heating elements one of them failed went to home depot 20 bucks uh drained it down took a wrench spun the old one out well unhooked the two wires spin the new one old one out new one in uh, and you're done. So great idea. Anyway, let me go back to the cost. So, you, so you mentioned it was a tw- they were twelve. These companies make a twelve percent margin. If you assume no a, net, that they're 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 a twelve percent net when it's all said and done. Net after taxes. That's means, right. You know, before tax, they're probably fifteen or sixteen. Correct. Cents. But here's my point. They spend. I believe I can't. I don't have the data, but I believe they spend at least as much on marketing. Yep. Operations, when I talk about operations, number one, they have to go around. They have to have people signing. In every city in the United States, they have to have people calling and signing up That's service right. stations. That's right. Phone banks. Phone banks. Well, they have to call them. So there's guys, and their job is to call up people in Castle Rock and say, yep. we want to sign you Rope up. them in. Rope them in. Then step two, if somebody does have a claim and it's not turned down, they then have to have a whole bunch of people uh, negotiating Correct. What, you know, how much they're going to pay you. Adjusters, so basically. Right, adjusters. So there's this whole bank of people whose job is to do adjusting. Um, and then you have an accounts payable group. So after the service station does the job and they send the, the claim in for payment to the warranty company, then there's an accounting group. So if you take marketing, operations, and accounting, I'm willing to bet that they spend at least as much on those overhead functions yep. as they do on the I would guess you're probably correct. Absolutely. So, so if you take 16% pre-tax margin, that leaves you with 74% uh, of cost. And if you split that 74% evenly between paying claims and overhead, 
well, half of 74 is 37, which means they're only paying out 37 cents of yep. your dollar yep. in at best. payment. At best, 37 cents on the dollar at best yep. in actual repair costs. That's Every, right. The other 37 cents is overhead, and the last 16% is profit. Yep. So you're paying three times. So on average, if you bought one of these things, you're paying three times the actual repair cost over time. That's right. That's why it's not a good deal. It's, again, it's like an extended service contract on vehicles. Same deal. It's just at the end of the day, if you took that money, uh, you know, put it in, put it in its own savings account designated just for that, you'd be ahead. Right. By the way, let's go back. To, you know, same thing we just talked about water heater. Guy says you need new brakes and new rotors. It's not going to be covered because those are no. Those are wear items. Those are wear items. New belts. Those are wear. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm also wondering, by the way, if something fails because the fan belt broke and you overheated the car, I'm wondering if you're going to cover that. You know that one, and, and I've been in that world. You know, as you know, most of my life. It depends. Is the answer depends on the company, the adjuster, how they look at it, what happened, where were you driving? There's a lot of factors that come into play. It's not cut and dry, Joe. Okay. But again, a lot of the stuff that's maintenance, like, you know, broken belts. Uh, uh, by the way, a ra- leaky radiator, that's corrosion. If your radiator starts to leak, it's corrosion. Right. Not going to be covered. Uh, and on the topic, by the way, people only test for uh, freeze. you got to test for... Uh, no, pH and all that. Yeah, electrolysis, pH, everything. Right. And if your radiator fails, it's because you probably uh, haven't changed the fluid. Um, Correct. Uh, you haven't changed. You're right. Good stuff, Uh, Joe. Okay, John. Hey, man, appreciate you very much. Have a great day. Richard, hang tight. We'll take a quick break, come back, give you plenty of time that way. And I got other calls coming in. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Want to downsize but can't qualify with a current mortgage and a new one? Been told you have to sell your house for the down payment? That debt ratio is too high? We can help. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Use your equity for the down payment and debts, qualify only on the new mortgage payment, and have no more contingency offers. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. Our experience can save you money. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, He wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303 6620789 
That's 303-662-0789. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. All right, we are back. Fix It Radio, KLZ 560 website, fixitradio.com. Text line 307-200-8222. Richard, you're next. Go ahead. Yeah, can you hear me all right? I can, Richard. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, two things, but I, you only have to answer one. That's First, okay. Have you, ever, have you ever heard of Deal Dash? I've heard of it. I've looked at it. I've never used it. Have you? I've looked at it a lot, too. Um, the thing that concerns me is that they make you bid. Yep. For bidding. Yep. You know, I'm for guessing they make the majority of their money from what you just said. Charlie and I were talking about that through the break, Richard, and he has the same feelings you and I do. I've never messed with it much just because of what you just said. And I, the other thing that I look at is the products themselves. It's hard for me to tell. Are they really name brand or are they some off-brand thing? Yeah, I know. Um, though, you know, they do put new uh, what the prices would be for new on it, but they don't really tell you the brand so much. Right. Uh, one other thing, if you got time. Sure, go ahead. Okay, I got a 2003 Chevy Silverado 1500, regular cab, 8-foot bed, 4.8 uh, liter. Okay. And uh, I, my uh, radiator fluid is a little bit brownish. Okay. Should I even try to use a radiator no. flush cleaner? Yeah, well, you can clean it, but you'll need to flush all of that out, put new Dex Cool, which is what it came with, back in it. And you want to do that rather quickly because that will deteriorate and cause other problems. All right. So, because I, I was thinking maybe I should just flush it with regular water. Well, you, yeah, but I would go ahead and BG, by the way, you can get that at Napa. They make a great flush kit for right. uh, the coolant system okay. where it'll, it'll loosen up a lot of the scale and junk that's in there while you're doing all of that. Yeah, but 
you know, back in the old days with the older vehicles, if you did that, then you ended up with a leak in your radiator. Oh, on that one with the aluminum radiator, that's not so much of it. That's a you know plastic tank aluminum radiator. Really not a huge issue, Richard. It's more with the Dex Cool when it starts to get that way, it'll get acidic and have other problems. You you leave that, you'll have bigger problems. So yeah, you want to get all that flushed out and put new back in it. Will do. All right, Definitely. thank you, John. Richard. Thank you very much. I appreciate the phone call very much. Bill and Lakewood, you're next. Go ahead, sir. Hey, not to contradict anybody, but a cheaper fix for the chairs because. All my chairs, they don't. St- after, sure. They all fall down after a while. Just put a screw in it. No, three bucks. You buy a hose clamp. You put it on the. Oh, well, yeah, that, that, yeah, that too. Screw or hose clamp. The other time. thing I was thinking too, Bill, you could do depending upon you know where you live and so on. People throw chairs away all the time. If you go sit in that thing and make sure the piston's good, well, then just steal the piston out of it and off you go as well. I think it doesn't have to be awful. Old, you know, at work we had office chairs that right. we, we were all big guys. None of us were small. And we had to go to an office supply place and buy a big man's chair. Ah, uh, yeah. And, and then that solved the problem. Yeah. Same thing. You know, somebody was in the chair 24 hours a day. Exactly. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. Makes sense. No, Bill, appreciate it very much. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Rich in Arvada, you're next. Go ahead, sir. Yes, uh, I've got uh, three questions. One's a fixed question and then a couple of auto questions. Okay, go ahead. Fine. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Um. My kids got a place back in Mulling, Illinois. They had about 30 inches of snow here about a wow. month ago. Okay. And uh, they uh, started leaking in the ceiling. And uh, the, it was a part of the house that was built onto the house. Okay. So it didn't have an access to it. So you had to c- cut a hole in the ceiling to see what was going on. And uh, it was condensation. It wasn't coming from the roof. It was ah, condensation. Interesting. So it's and, not vented. Yes. Evidently, it's not vented. And... Uh, uh, they had plastic up there, but I'm, I don't remember if he said the plastic was on the ceiling, then the insulation, or vice versa. Interesting. Uh, so uh, what, what side of the uh, insulation should plastic, plastic or vapor barrier be on? Let's see. I'm thinking on that one. So that's in an area where you'd want the barrier, I believe, up, not down. On top of the insulation. Correct. Is that right? But okay. on the same token, they really need to figure out how can they vent that area where it doesn't happen again. Right, right. Right now he's got a hole in his kitchen, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, can uh, he vent it back into the other area that, you know, that was, you know, the sure. old part of the house where the new was added on? Can they vent into that? If nothing else, they may have to get an actual roofer out there and put some roof vents in, in that yeah, area. right. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so, too. So I, I kind of wondered if it was just... The lack of air movement. I think that's it more than anything. I would make sure that it's vented. And and again, Rich, you could always call, you know, Dave Hart, Roof Savers of Colorado. He's one of our great sponsors. And even though he's not in your area, he could tell you specifically, you know, send him some pictures. He could tell you specifically what to have a roofer do. Oh, really? Yeah, he'd have no problem helping you with that. That's what he does. He's a great guy. And uh, his name is Dave Hart? Dave Hart, Roof Savers of Colorado. He's right on our website, fixitradio.com. Oh, Okay, then. And then I've got a question on, uh, I'm going to have the, uh, I've got a 2011 F-150 5-liter engine. Okay. And I'm going to have the transmission flushed, but they're wanting to use just a universal transmission. No, use the the direct fluid, you know, use the exact fluid for the vehicle itself. Don't use the universal. That's that's the uh, Merck. uh, Yep, use the Merck. That's right. Merck 5, I believe it is. Use that. 
is very much uh, more uh, expensive. It but, is. Uh, and they run they do the uh, other because it's cheaper. But no, use use the Merc, you know use the right Merc fluid for it. Okay then. I, uh, and then also, uh, I've uh, I've got a uh, the same uh, vehicle. I only put about five thousand, six thousand miles a year okay. on it. Do you think uh, having the oil change just once a year? Once a year is okay? fine, Rich. Yep, you'd be fine with that. Is that right? Yep, okay. you'd be fine. Huh? Okay, then. Sounds good. Then. You're very welcome, Thanks Rich. No, thank you for the phone call. Give Dave a call. He can help you with all of that as well. Send pictures. And, again, trying to do that over the phone is a little bit difficult. It would be nice to see exactly how much condensation's in there and so on. So if you can get some pictures of that or have your kids, I should say, get pictures of that, Dave would be happy to help you out. Jeff, what's going on, sir? Hey, Foggy here, but I think we're going to have a sunny day, which I guess is... Well, we are not. <laughs> we, well, we have gotten into this down. sort of... Pat, well, and it's, I actually was on the news uh, this morning I was reading. Uh, we're in this pattern where the weekends are snowy, which, again, it's okay. You know, it's, you know, I, I like... I mean, it'd be nice to have nice warm weekends, but it sure keeps driving around and having the traffic flow during the week when we're not doing this. Yeah, well, yeah, as you know... Same thing there, but snowpack in the mountains is everything. That's and, right. Uh, right now, we're 70%, which is We, as good. of last but, week, and this storm, this, you know, right now, is going to make us probably even. I don't think we're going to be ahead much, but we'll be even at least. Well, good. Because out in the plains, eastern Montana, they're down below 50%. Wow. That's not good. That doesn't bode well. For no. Them, so. No. So, hope, hope for some more. Exactly. Hope El Nino throw something our way. There you go. A uh, couple of things really quick. Uh, yes. We talked about when you were talking about selling things, on, and uh, one of the things you have to do is post photos. And what people don't realize is their phones, unless you disable it, the phone, uh, the picture made it, metadata has your location on it. And so Correct. you need to go into your phone and disable that for the camera. On an iPhone, it's really easy. It's right under uh, Good point. privacy and security. I don't know what it is on an Android, but, um, you know, you can take all the precautions in the world, but if they know your uh, location based on the photograph, uh, Very good it's all for now. So, yep, great point. And then on sacrificial anodes on water heaters, um, a lot of people don't realize that the tank in a water heater is steel, and it's got a glass coating on the inside. But that glass coating, as the tank expands and contracts, develops little minute cracks in it. But you have the sacrificial anode in there so that it will corrode instead of the tank. That's right. And, and the higher-end tanks actually have two. They have your main sacrificial anode, and then the water inlet, a lot of times, they'll make that out of either uh, aluminum or magnesium as well. Um, so you can get double the length out of it. But tanks fail almost always because that sacrificial anode is gone. You can go buy one of those, periodically put it in, and extend the life of your tank almost indefinitely. Good point. So, um, something to think about out there if you're yes, trying good to point. your replacement cost down. Do you feel, really quick I mean, on that, Jeff, do you feel like the differences in water in different places, in other words, the quality of the water, how many minerals are in it and so on, has a big factor in that as well? In other words, if you've got higher quality water, uh, that anode rod will even last longer than others, or does it not make any difference? Because I, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, it, it's basically uh, the hardness of the water okay. determines what's going to go on. And I we just bought a uh, water distiller here, and I've been using it because I initially got it for CPAP, but then the uh, little portable humidifier uses it. And I realized 
if I use this, I don't have to scale my coffee maker either. Oh, so. nice. So between the three of those, yeah. I'm using about a day, so it's going to pay for itself. Great idea. Shortly. Um, but, yeah, it is the quality of the water. And so uh, if you have softer water, it's going to last longer. Um, and you can kind of look at the warranty on your on your water heater uh, to see if it's a 20-year warranty. Well, you know that you probably got a pretty good sacrificial anode. You might be able to go 10, 15 years before you want to replace it. And then, uh, then you get another one, another ten or fifteen years out of it, pretty much, unless something else fails, like the gas valve or right or element or whatever. Great idea. And then, and then finally, on your uh, deal, yes, uh, for me, I was stationed in England, and so one of the great deals I got was I went through a box. I just bought a lot, as they say, and uh, went through it, and there was a little silver spoon in there, and uh, that was a. That was pretty cool, and I found little little tools that were really intriguing over the years as I went to sales uh, auctions. But the best deal I ever heard of, it wasn't mine. It was a guy I worked with, and uh, he had an old Mercedes that he had restored, and he had a problem with the clock. It was draining his battery, so he had just disabled the clock, and uh, he was looking for a new one, but uh, new or a replacement. But new ones were like 200 bucks at the time, I think. Hmm. And he was just he was just too cheap to do that. So he was at an auction there in the springs, and uh, or, and there was a box there, and in the box was a new Mercedes clock in the box. Wow! So he asked the guy, "How much for the how much for the clock?" And the guy looked at him. He goes, "A buck." And Dave, being ever the cheap guy, he goes, "Will you take fifty cents for it?" <laughs> And the guy took it. So you got a $200 clock for a Mercedes for 50 cents. Awesome. That's a pretty good find right there because that was a good deal, as you know. Yes, it was. So. Awesome. Um, so you, you guys stay warm, stay safe. We'll do it, Jeff. You do the same. Appreciate you, by the way. Thanks. Appreciate You're very welcome, you, Jeff. Jeff. Have a good one. All right, so going back to, and he was referring to question of the day, what's one of the best finds that you've ever had when it either comes to some of the things he just mentioned, could have been Craigslist, Facebook, garage sale, whatever. Uh, give us a good find uh, that you uh, that you have had over the years, and it doesn't even matter when it was. To Jeff's point, could have been years and years ago. Give us a call, 303-477-5600. Text line 307-200-8222, 307-200-8222. So I've got a few things here that this is coming from, FamilyHandyMan.com, where they're saying don't buy under any circumstances. Now, I'm always a little bit um, leery of when someone says, you know, no matter what, don't buy these things. I I get maybe some of the analogy here, and I'll go through some of these things. Used bike helmets. You don't know if they've been in an accident. You may not even notice that there's any kind of scratches. It may not even be visible, depending upon the type of helmet. Um, You just don't know what's there. Again, that one, to me, use your own judgment. Honestly, that's one I don't care. If you find one that's the right deal and you like it and you feel like it's nice and sturdy and strong and so on, and I get it. You can't know all of the history behind it, but... To me, personally, that's not a big issue. For me, it's more of making sure I sanitize that thing correctly before I put it on my head than anything else. 
This one I do agree with. Don't buy car seats that are used, you know, child car seats. Uh, you don't know. They could have been in an accident, and, and the, the insurance companies will even tell you if that's been in an accident of any kind, if the vehicle was in an accident with the, with the car seat in it, especially with the kids in it. Uh, yeah, that's a no-go. Once it's been in an accident, it's a throwaway, and you start over. So, yeah, I am not one where I would buy used car seats. I'm putting my you know, kids in it, grandkids, whatever, and I don't want – I don't want to. You know, I, I want to make sure that everybody's safe. That's inside of it. The last thing I want to do is buy some some car seat that's going to fail on down the road. This one I'm big on. May even get into this on Drive Radio. Ken Rackley's going to join me today from Tune Tech Automotive. But used tires. I I'm not a used tire fan. In fact, I was perusing Facebook yesterday, looking for some different articles and things for today, and I noticed that in my area there was a new business going in. And he is a mobile tire uh, individual. And I've got my own person that I use, but I just happened to catch the ad. Advertising that he'll save you money with used tires. Run. I I would not buy used tires any way, shape, or form. Now, I know some people do. Fine. problem with used tires is you really, unless you're a tire expert, you really have no idea what you're buying. Doesn't mean that there isn't some good deals when it comes to used tires and people buy, you know, uh, takeoffs and stuff all the time. Personally, though, I would I would avoid that. I would not buy used tires unless you know specifically what the situation is, who it came from, family, friend, somebody like that. That may be different, but other than that, I would not I would not buy it. Used swimsuits. Yeah, um, that's kind of a personal item, and frankly, I wouldn't buy. A used swimsuit. The next one, which I would not buy either, used mattresses. Bed bugs can lurk in a used mattress. Um, you don't know what's inside that mattress. You don't know if somebody had a nice cover on it. I personally would not buy a used mattress. Now, I'm a really, as you guys all know, very particular person, and that's not something that I cared. I don't want somebody else's, you know, stuff, germs, you name it, Um that's a no-go for me. Now, the bed itself, anything else you know, that goes with the bed, would I have any problem with that? No, that's a whole different scenario. But the mattress itself, um, yeah, I, you know, again, unless it's a you know, family, friend, something along those lines, yeah, maybe. But, again, even still, I'll, I'll go buy a new one instead, not typically something that I want to own. I've got more here to cover as well. We'll be right back. Text line 307-282-22, Don't forget, uh, Stack Optical, by the way, I need to mention Alan. If you need an eye exam, they've got a really inexpensive eye exam. They also will take care of any of your eye care needs, i.e. building special frames, special lenses, uh, whatever you need when it comes to contacts. You name it, they can do it all, even doing things that you're not going to find at, well, you won't find at the big box suppliers of eyewear. They just don't do the same things that Alan does. So if you need something done custom, you want the right fit, you want to be able to see well, give Alan a call today, 303-321-1578. Premier Home Remodels is fully transparent in every aspect of your home remodel. They take customer service to the next level with their online portal, offering you daily updates, progress photos, and even a calendar to track your remodel process. 
Their portal also allows you to access benchmarks for payments and presents the licenses of each tradesman on site. So you know you're always in safe and skilled hands. And they want you to share design ideas and photos that inspire you so every aspect of the plan is what you want. Premier maintains full transparency by professionally documenting project progress with before and after photos, so you are always up to date. You want a team that will always inform you every step of the way with your remodel. Contact Premier Home Remodels by going to klzradio.com remodel. That's klzradio.com remodel. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. 
We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Home of the original asset manager loan, where you pay less interest and own your home faster, pay off your debt and save six to nine hundred a month, have access to your equity for thirty years. Call seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred now. We listen and promise to do our best for you. Take aim, affordable interest mortgage. Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Over twenty years of low rates, outstanding service, and number one at putting you first. Let us show you how our experience saves you money. 720 895 NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. All right, we are back. Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560. Ken Rackley uh, rolled in a little early today because of the snow, most likely, so appreciate Ken joining me. He's Tune Tech Automotive out of Aurora. He'll be with me through Drive Radio as well. But we're talking, Ken, about things to avoid at either you know facebook marketplace garage sales things like that and there are certain things that for me personally when you just look at it it's like yeah no <laughs> not not yeah, going not that direction me. i'd rather buy it new yeah, there's just yeah. certain things uh-huh. for me where sure. it's like yeah no i'm yeah i'm not buying that now i've went through a few things on this list that they said and i you know some items depending upon what it is i i i don't care that doesn't bother me. Sure. It depends on what it is. Yeah. Now, exactly. the next item on the list, which this one I tend to agree with, old computers, tablets, things like that. Um, I guess unless you're trying to buy something for one of your kids, typically what ends up happening is you buy more trouble than it's worth. Yeah. Rarely do you get I – mean, there's a reason somebody's getting rid of it. Now, if it's an estate sale – and by the way, those are different because estate sales, there can be all sorts of different items at, and some things can be darn near brand new. They're just nobody's going to be using sure. it, and they're, they're liquidating Makes everything. Sense, yeah. But typically old hardware, uh, there's a reason somebody's got rid of it. They've you know used it for X amount of years, and it's time to get rid of it and so on. There are some exceptions to that, and Apple products being one of those, whereby typically unless it's ancient, you can typically buy an Apple product because their hardware will just run and run and run and run. Where if you're just looking for an extra device, especially for your kids, a student, something along those lines, could you get by using one of those? Yeah, you actually could. But in general, I would agree with this particular article on old computers. Uh, now, here's one for sure. Um, in fact, if you have one, good luck getting rid of it. Old tube TVs. <laughs> It costs you money it to does. get rid of that. Yeah, if you have yeah. one, you best figure out how to get rid of it yeah, because it's hazardous material. It is yeah, exactly. a boat anchor. Yeah, it's what? worse than a boat anchor. Well, we even had a plasma TV, not even a tube TV. We had a plasma TV, and it cost a hundred bucks to get rid of. Yeah. You know, only good thing you can do with a plasma TV, by the way, which I've learned. If you have an outdoor space you'd like to put a TV sure. in, yeah. the plasma doesn't freeze. So if you want to put a plasma outside and use it in different times of the year, maybe you've got a little, you know, uh, outdoor patio sure. area, whatever Makes you sense. want to stick a TV in or yeah. whatever. You know what? That That's yeah. a pretty good use for a plasma whereby you're not having to then go toss it. Right. And as long as it's in an area that, you know, you can get some decent shade in where you could see it and so on, you know, yeah. be my guest because they yeah. do work really well for that. Yeah. Outside yeah. of that, they're, they're huge you're too. Right. Exactly. Well, and, that, pla- that that TV must have weighed 150 pounds. Oh, they're pounds. so heavy. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was it was crazy. And we got rid of it because it was, um, 
yeah, it was starting to fail. I mean, a 55-inch plasma honestly will weigh what a 75-inch, yeah. you know, LED well, or whatever it does. The plasma even weighed more than that. Yeah, yeah. they're so heavy. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, to your point, yeah, yeah. that's one of those but, where you just pass. Yeah, Don't even think about it. Any of the CRT it. stuff, I mean, does anybody even uh, – yeah, I mean – if they're it's a two, so poor quality, yeah, ye, compared to today's standards. Yeah, if you it, again, if you ha- here's a suggestion also, if you have one or even have loved ones that have one, uh, my suggestion would be as much as you possibly can try to eliminate those things, uh, give them away. Even you can't donate them, by the way. Even the places right. that you would yeah. donate to won't take those items. Right. So it is one of those things where you literally have to pay someone to dispose of it and. I have no idea, Ken, what even happens to them once they go to disposal. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's the silver, the you know, the different connections in there that have the metal. Probably have some value. Probably very little, though, because they're, you know, hard. it's probably harder to extract that right. than it is to, right. yeah. So, I mean. Right. Yeah, Charlie yeah. even just said, yeah, the, don't, don't take them to thrift store. Our yeah. Salvation Army, Goodwill, yeah. whatever, they will not take them. Right, um, exactly. And please— Please, because this is something I do in our company on a regular basis. Don't just go to a big box store and leave it in the parking lot. Please don't do that. Yeah. Uh, then, then all because really it, it, that in and of itself is like shoplifters. Yeah. The store has to pay someone to then come and take that item away. Typically, somebody like myself in our company, we haul those things off. There's a charge uh, for that store then to do that. That again is getting wrapped back into the cost of doing business. So, please. Please, yeah, right? Just don't don't figure go, it out on your own, and don't and drop it, it off on the side of a highway. I see people do that as well, or you know, an old deserted road—not deserted road, but you know, old Just, country road. Don't 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 throw it in the borrow pit. Don't do that. Yeah, right. I, I see people can do those things. They will throw mattresses and TVs and things like that. All that stuff's just costing us money down the road, either in higher taxes or higher costs at the stores to you know to deal with those things. Yeah. So please don't do that. Yeah, that is just no, yeah, not yeah, working. Yeah. Uh, another one on here. This one's a little different because there's. I think you have to qualify this. Shoes. Personally, would I buy used shoes? No. Now, I will say that when it comes to some designer uh, lady shoes, there is a market for some shoes, and that's why I put a caveat around that. It depends on the shoe, what you're buying, and so on. In some cases, that's not such a bad deal. But in general, uh, yeah, I'm not, not going to buy used shoes. My shoes are 50, 60 bucks either way. So it's like, I, you know, uh, I'm not buying you I'm shoes. I'm going to be fine. Yeah. yeah it's they, just, they last me a year plus, maybe, and I'm good with them. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, this one, this one I never thought about. Used baby bottles. Uh, sanitation cracks can be an issue. Uh, the real issue is on older bottles, they can have a lot of BPA in them. So, again, that's another one of those items where for the, for the little bit of expense on, you know, a new baby bottle, yeah, I just would toss those old ones. I wouldn't use those. Um, worn plates, pots, and other cookware. Now, here's something that's interesting on that, which I've learned of late. Some of the old plates that have the, is it uranium, Charlie, that's in a lot of the old plates, and there's even testing devices you can use to go into a lot of the thrift or thrift stores to determine if that's actually in the plates or not. Those actually have some value. Because of the uranium Precious that's metal in them, yeah, the, huh. the, the, that's in the plate. So, in some cases, you can actually come out ahead if you can know what you're actually buying. So you put them in the microwave, you heat something up, and it continues to heat as you're eating. Pretty much. <laughs> 
And I don't know what you do to get yeah. the value out of them. I've not studied that. I just know right. there's people out there that will go into thrift stores and to try to sure. determine what those plates are made of. Makes sense, yeah. Huh. Uh, DVDs, CDs, VHS, VHS tapes, yeah, I, unless it's some old movie that you know has some value to it. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Not for me. No, right. This one's interesting. Sort of like the, the mattress, upholstered furniture. Yeah, that one for me, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to sit on somebody else's stuff. Mm. I have no idea what's in that, what right. they did to clean it, all of that. Um, yeah, it's not for me. Now, if you want to sell it, be my guest. But, yeah, that one's not for me. Uh, this, one's, this one I don't agree with. Use video games. Now, if you can buy it right and you've got an old console and you're using that for, you know, grandkids or, you know, whatever, you know, you're just trying to have some fun with an old, you know, with an old console or something, knock your socks off. That you, yeah. you, if you're in that world, you already know what to look for. I don't have an issue with that one. Right. That one comes down to you personally and, you know, and what do you want to do? Um, used stuffed animals. Now, again, that's another one where some of those now have become collectible. So that one, again, I wouldn't make a blanket statement. It depends on the animal, I guess you could say. Sure. Or the item. Maybe that's a better way to say it because they're not all animals. It could be, you know, You're babies right. and things like that. So that's yeah. another one where you really need to know your item. When I know our kids had tons of them, you know, and they're just, you, know, you just grow out of them, you know. So it's like they weren't anything special, but they were, you know, cute, right. I guess. So, yeah. This, this one also says don't buy used hats. Well, I've had many a garage sale where I've actually sold all sorts of ball caps and things like that. Now, in the most most cases with mine, they were probably never worn. You could look at them until they were. I get so many of those things, Ken, that's yeah. given to me, sure. you know, throughout the years. Yeah. That you eventually end up with so many. It's like, what am I going to do with these things? Yeah, right. You so you have a garage sale or whatever, and you, you know. Pitch them. Or, or I start or giving them out or do yeah, whatever. Right. But exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's another one where it depends. Yeah. It depends, again, to me. Depends on the hat. Now, this one I definitely disagree with. Vinyl records. Now, again, depending upon the record, no. Some of those are getting to be very, very valuable, and it's really kind of now become its own niche again where vinyl went out for years and years. It's now made a resurgence. It's coming back, and depending upon the album and who's on it, it could be. Yeah. You could have some value there. Yeah. You could buy something for fifty cents. It's worth five or ten dollars. Right. One or and, more. And yeah, exactly. And, and I never understood until why that was coming back. Until Quality. I actually took a listen to it. Yep. And it has a depth. Depth. That's right. I, that was the word. It's a depth. Exactly. And it's like, wow, I'd never noticed that was gone yep. with the digital. Yep. When they but, scrunch yeah. everything down on the digital side, yeah. I guess is that's Charlie the best way for me to say that they're compressing things on the digital side that you don't get on the vinyl side. Right. That richness is yeah. maybe the better yeah, way to, to say it. It's just a richer tone. You feel it. And so on. Yeah, you feel it more. Yep. That's yeah. why. Yeah, if, yeah, thank you, right. Charlie. If yeah. it's in good, yeah, you don't want this all scratched up and all of that. And, and yeah. You, yeah, you can hold that up to the light and tell is it scratched or not. And you know, yeah. we all learned our Way age back, yeah. how to care for a vinyl record when, and you know, hold it by the edges and hold it up sure. to the light and make sure there's no scratches. But if yeah. it's a good vinyl record from the right, uh, from the right band, yeah. uh, right, right uh, artist, uh, yeah, there's some yeah. value there. Yeah, with my, all my records, I would, I would play them once recorded at that time and they would only get played once typically right. sure oh yeah. thank you for that too charlie yeah. yeah charlie just mentioned which i forgot some some of the covers are worth as much as the album is inside so that's another one where you need to know what you're buying yeah there, it's not all a bad deal so 
Yeah, that that one is is. This one says vinyl records are an out. That depends. Not, yeah, right. that, that's not a blanket statement. Yeah. Now this next one is paint. Yeah, used paint of any kind. No, I, I'm not <laughs> buying used paint. I don't care who's who it is. I don't care what color it is. Yeah, I'm not buying used paint. Sorry, just not something I'm gonna spend any money on. Power tools. Um, yeah, it depends on the tool. Again, this is something Ken and I could even talk about maybe during drive radio. It depends on the tool. You have to know what's its battery life like. What is the tool like? How old is it? Can you still get batteries for it? If it's a corded tool, unless it's an antique, I'm not buying it. All right. I do not want a corded tool. Uh, Ken, over the years, I've weaned myself away yeah, from those. and mm-hmm. I'm not buying yeah. any more corded tools unless it's something very, very unique that you'd want to have. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, yeah. And lastly, I'll, I'll put this one out there really quick just because of it now being February. Use Christmas lights. Yeah, no, unless you know the light or you've got the ability to repurpose those things, I would not buy used Christmas lights. All right, that's it, Fix-It Radio. By the way, the website, fixitradio.com. If you're listening to a replay show, thank you very much. Any question, 307-200-8222. We'll be back, though. This is KLZ 560. and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.